welcome back. Thank you. Shall I continue? Yes. Hi. Hello. Um, what are we doing? Are we having a chat? Well, we're just going to say who we are. Okay, we're Devil's Avocado, playing Devil's Avocado, mm-hmm. and we like um, talking about stuff that affects women over 45. We've got a few things to chat about this week. What are they? Well, we're going to talk about microdosing. Yes. Yummy. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about dad jeans. Yep. And yummy. We're going to talk about Keanu Reeves. Oh, Double yummy. yummy. <laughs> Um, so let's go. Let's okay. go. I think you've got you're in a right old bait about I, I'm, something. I'm, I'm angry. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm not angry. At What's the, upset you? Okay. So there's an article in the Sunday paper. Yeah. Um, in a um, one of the um, pullout things. Supplements. Supplements, I believe mm-hmm. they call it. And the title of the article is. Hang on, I'm scrolling. Bear with. Bear with. The title of the article is. The good news about turning 50. Oh, well, that sounds like a good article. And I thought, oh, that would be nice. That's mm-hmm. very zeitgeisty of us. Very I'm going to read that. And then even the um, little intro made me excited. It said, honestly, not everything is better after 50, but plenty of things are. Just ask Jennifer's Aniston and Lopez. And yes. I thought, oh, it's going to be all positive and fabulous. And then it's just this utter trolloppy, wallopy rubbish about what's annoyed you about right, okay it? Just well pick, let me I'll pick, pick your one. highlights or, or low lights this is this is the worst well there's two ones that really annoy me first of all is wardrobe yeah all of a sudden they say it feels like the time is right for the ultimate purge the first date dress the battered prada platforms the faux lynx kukai coat out it all goes out 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 well, so we're throwing throwing these things out yes Why? because because we're too old for them now and it means that we can we don't have to worry about them and i just feel like fuck off i'm gonna keep them in my wardrobe Okay. Then there was this thing about flirting where she says, she says, the postman, the bloke in the cafe, the owner of the bike shop, every single man you meet, whatever their age. And it's so fun because this time you're showing off, spreading the joy. What, you're meant to flirt with them? Yes, because apparently, you know, you can because once you're over 50, they don't take you seriously. But it's just fun. Oh. I know, it's just horrible. And so basically it's just this um, sort of selection of reasons why it's good to be 50. And basically it's just everything that this podcast is not... So why is that? Because do you feel like it's a bit mundane? It's just, it's just, a bit yeah, saying, oh, now we can just give up and live a lovely life. Oh, and now I thought you were particularly upset about the presents. Well, the, the presents was bad. Um, what does the writer say about well, presents? She says, not long ago you would have gone berserk if your husband had given you a drill for a present or a heavy-bottomed pan, but now those are things you actually want and oddly they feel more thoughtful than the earrings and the scent. You're easier to please in that way. I'm not mm. easier to please in that way, husband. Mm. Do not for one second think that a heavy bottom pan is going to get this girl excited. <laughs> well, just to play devil's avocado, yes. I can think of nothing more exciting than getting a new Le Creuset. <laughs> I want like, a Le Creuset, but I just don't think that we should generalise that every woman over no. 50 is suddenly excited about getting something practical because no longer do they care about what they look like or how trendy they are there's this great thing about clothes do you think though that actually it's more a reflection of like you get a bit older and you just don't want all the crap and tat anymore and then you just want things of substance that are actually quite useful and expensive like you know a was it a cast bottom pan heavy bottom heavy bottom pan (laughs) you know they're like 450 bucks 
So you're saying, well, okay, what about this one then, Lisa? All right, go on. You can now be daring really easily. Daring? You can stand out from the crowd. You daring thing, you. Yes. You can stand out from the crowd just by wearing oversized earrings or a silver top. You can make an entrance just by adding a giant pink scarf or some white boots and get 100% more respect for making that effort than you would have five years ago. You know what I say to that? I can't even repeat it on this podcast. That actually sounds a little bit like satire, to be fair. I... But, wish it was. I wish it were satire. Yeah. I just think that. So obviously, this was picked up from the UK. Yes, we were saying offline that it was um, from a writer and from a magazine. It's from the Telegraph, is it? Yes, yeah, in the UK. Yeah, yeah. So and it's very middle class, obviously. It's very, very middle class. Certain section of London. The, yeah. People who might buy stuff from a Bowdoin catalogue. It's just a very small group, I think. And not reflective of a lot of women. No, it's Uh, not reflective of any women I know. No. And I just don't know why they would have decided to publish it in Australia. It made me really angry. I would like to write the actual truth of that You write that article. Sydney Morning Herald. Yes. I think it was in Daily Life. No, Sunday Sunday Life. Get in touch with me and I will write you the reality of that story. Because I just think it's tosh. All right. And when I say tosh, I'm saying it in the tone of the woman who wrote that article. Gosh, you're quite cross about it. I'm really cross. I was watching something on TV. (laughs) Cross. It's wabbit season. I was just like really angry watching TV last night, getting more and more shirty about it the more I'm. Had wine been taken? I don't know what you're talking about. Go away. Next. Next. Okay. (laughs) All right. What Um, do you want to talk about now? Well, just something gets me a bit cross. Yeah. Scams. Oh. I'm sick of scams. I'm sick of... scammed a lot? Yeah, well, I keep getting the phone calls, you know, and I don't answer my phone, and then you put the phone number in and you find out that it's a scam. Or sometimes you do and someone shouts at you in Chinese and... Yeah, and then there's the tax people... Oh, the you. tax people chasing you for your money, and yeah. um, it's it's not just. I, I wonder. I worry about older people. I think they're very vulnerable. But it's not just older people. It's everyone, isn't it? Apparently, according to the A Australians lost nearly half a billion dollars to scammers last oh, year. It is really awful. It is, and you think, oh, it's just the old, you know, uh, the elderly who fall for it. I got scammed. Um, and I'm not that elderly. Um, and I felt so stupid. Yeah. I was did you tell mortified. People? I did actually tell people. And I also sort of rang the ABC and stuff. What's that show they do? Um, you know, the checkout. Oh, yeah. I contacted them and said, you have to do something about this. They were very good. They did email me back. Um, it was via GoGo, who are the ticketing website. Right, and right. they are very clever at how they get your money out of you. But basically, I paid 500 bucks for two tickets that should have cost me 80 bucks each. <laughs> and it was awful, and I was mortified, yeah. and I felt so stupid and embarrassed. Yeah. Um, but they're very clever. They've been up in the courts now, and they have to change, change their ways. Yes. Because they, they do drip pricing, which is actually illegal in Australia, where there's all these fees that they add on afterwards. So, like, their booking fee is 250 bucks. Right, so that's where they make the money. That's where they make the money. So you don't realise, yeah. and then you put your money in, your card number in, and before you know it... You're down 500 bucks. I mean, the bank did get me the money back. I think we all want to know what you were buying tickets to. Well, it was actually to see a beat combo. They're called The Beat. Oh. Do do you know them? As in The Beat from England? Yes. Scar? Yes. Yes. And they were playing at um, the Metro. And I went to get hubby tickets and just typed them in. And they make sure that they're the first ones, and you know their SEO brings them up first. Right. And then they were calling themselves official, official, oops, official <laughs> ticket sellers. Um, you know they're just very clever. Yeah. So um, yeah. Did just, you go? 
No, because I was so pissed off. Aww. I didn't go in the end. Oh, heartbreaking. Yeah, they are awful. Story. I always feel bad. My mum's really top of all those things, actually. She's always really good at noticing. I always feel like um, if I'm anyone in our family is going to get scammed, it's going to be me because I'm going to just kind of go, oh, that sounds fabulous. <laughs> and then, oh, $1,000. <laughs> Don't know how oh, that yes, happens. Let's... Someone actually took money out of my credit card the other day. $3,229. Mercedes Benz New Orleans. Oh. I don't know what they were nice. trying to buy. Obviously not a car for that much. Maybe no. a wheel. Oh, right. Get money back? Yeah, I got it back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay, next. Yes. Do we want to talk about Culture Club? Or oh, we... do we want to talk about microdosing? <laughs> Let's talk about microdosing. Oh, would you microdose? This is the question. Now, if you'll people... just explain it to me. Okay. So people in Silicon Valley, mm. and then separately to them, mothers and um, English, lots of sort of mums and... Um, Working mums and non-working mums in the UK and, and normal people around the world are doing this thing called microdosing, which is when you take a very, very tiny amount of psychedelic drugs. Mm. So it could be mushrooms or LSD mm. and not enough to make you Wig out. Lose, your, lose your shit, but mm. just enough to what they say it does is increases your ability to concentrate, mm. increases your creativity, mm. your... Um, Focus, like all these amazing things. So people who do it in business say they take it for to be creative and be able to expand their mind a little bit on on ideas for work stuff. And mums say it keeps them um, able to concentrate on the child or you know doing things at home or right. You know, so and I mean, how do you how do you get hold of these microdoses? Is it legal? Well, no, I can't. Oh. I can't I, no, I think they're looking yeah. into making it legal because it's actually been seen to be quite beneficial. Aren't they going to use it for Alzheimer's and stuff? Yeah, yes. that kind of stuff. Like, so actually medically mm. as well. But people are using it for, you know, just to make themselves work ridiculous hours. Oh yeah, I'd have a go. I'd have. I, just, have I quite a go. like the idea of it being sort of controlled and a very small amount, so that. You know, it's not like well, you don't even necessarily notice that you've taken it. So there's right. no, you don't necessarily see, you know, wiggly yeah. worms out of the corner yes. of your eye. Or I, that's the, yeah, yeah, I don't want to see giant bird bats or anything <laughs> flapping towards me. Yeah, um, when you're doing the coal shop, yeah, it'll be quite funny. I took a microdose. I think I got my dosing wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I would, I would absolutely do it. I think that's the premise of um, Leanne Moriarty's. Latest book. Oh, yeah. Did you read it? That Nine Strangers. I read it. Yeah, Nine Perfect did, Strangers. Yeah, they did microdosing in the yeah. past, didn't they? That's being made into a film. Did you think yes. Reese Witherspoon was? No, it's not. Is it a Is it a She would because she's Australian. She loves Leanne. Yeah, she? she is. Like, are they besties? They, would they be probably right are now. now. Mm. Yeah. She um, just basically keeps Nicole Kidman's film company in yeah. money in, in work. Yeah. Leanne's like, Nicole, I've got another one for you. <laughs> got a new book you out. and Reese. <laughs> Is that for grabs? <laughs> They'd, imagine Reese and Nicole tossing, fighting over. Tossing a coin. <laughs> fighting over Leanne Moriarty's books. <laughs> well, speaking of Leanne Moriarty's yes. books, that's a very nice segue. Yeah. Well, first of all, let's say who we are. We are playing Devil's Avocado. Yep. We are a podcast. You can you can get us as you probably are now on iTunes or Spotify. Yeah. Um, please review us and like us. That would be really nice. Yes. And yep. um, write to your and give MP. us a star rating as well. <laughs> yeah, write to your MP and your ombudsman yes. and tell us how great we are. Um, or you can email us. And if you're in the are... media, you can always give us a shout out. Oh yeah, please We'd do. Like that. Um, email us on we are playing devil's avocado at gmail.com or get in touch with us through Instagram. Yes. Um, any way you want, really. Yeah, we're and, here. We're waiting for you. And also, when you want me to write that story, just yeah. let me know. Um, okay, so back to Culture Club. Culture Club. What have you been watching? Well, 
hang on, we were going to talk about Dead to Me, right? Yeah. Have you watched Dead to Me, Lisa? Um, <laughs> I watched, I started watching the first episode. Yes. And I sort of like petered out. No, it's yeah. really good. It's really good. Go it's on. really good. Well, tell us why. Because, well, I don't want to leave any spoilers. No, for those who no spoilers. It. But basically it's the story of a grieving widow played by Christina Applegate, who you remember from Married with Children yes. and other such things from the 90s. Anchorman. Anchorman, of course, yes. Um, and she, you meet her, she's at a grief counselling kind of session and she meets this other woman who's also grieving, um, who becomes um, a very close friend. And it's just um, what you realise as as time goes on is quite shocking about the pair of them. What's happened is quite shocking. Oh, okay. Um, so you're drawing me in now. Yes. And and then at the end... Have you watched the whole thing? Shock, yes. You binged it? Shocking. Yes, I binged it. How many apps? Eight, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, but they're only or, like half an hour, aren't they? Yeah, it's very easily Watchable. done. And yep. it's so... It's snackable. So, it's, it's very snackable. Um, and it's also lovely because Christina Applegate looks like a 47-year-old woman. And is, is she 47? Yes. Oh, well, that's so good. So there you go. Yeah. But, you know, like lots of 47 women, as we discussed before, look like 35 or 37. Yeah. So she's had very little, if any, work done. Yeah. Um... She is, I mean, she's slim and kind of Hollywood in, in, you know, she's not like a middle-aged spread kind of dumpy woman no. or anything. But she's got wrinkles, um, you know, she, her skin isn't always looking crash hot, you know, and she just looks normal yeah. and fabulous. And she drinks wine and smokes the fags and, you know, they have... They smoke joints as well, don't yeah, they? Like, yeah, because that's that's what everyone in LA does, isn't it? Smokes, yeah, smokes the marijuana. Mad for it. Yeah, um, she swears like a trooper as well, doesn't swears she? Swears a lot. It's just, it's just great. It's so nice to, and refreshing to see a woman of our age mm. looking like a woman of our age on screen. And I think it's real. I've, I've noticed a lot of people on Facebook were complaining about it. A mutual friend of ours, in particular, was having a right old go about it. And I can understand why she doesn't like it because. They've got really nice lives and it's a bit over the top. But I quite like that kind of a little bit removed from reality oh, yeah. but still quite... You want a bit of a perv, don't yeah. you? I yeah, I like it. You don't want everyone, you know, living in a crap no. house. You no, want a bit it's of good. aspiration. Absolutely. And she's a real estate agent. She would have a great house. Mm. I think I really enjoy it, so I think you should get back on All right, I'll give it again. another go. Yeah, you okay. should. And we were going to talk about someone else who looked good. We were going to, well, we were going to talk about someone who we both watched on the telly last night. Yes. And both of us thought, oh, she is looking great. And not in a sort of plastic fantastic way. That's right. And it was our very own Kylie Minogue. She looked amazing. Now, she is 51 next week. Right. Because she's... this week. Actually, by the time this podcast comes out... Because she she's older than you, isn't she's she? She's six months older than me. She's a month older than me. A month older than you. But she was on Graham Norton and she... Yeah, she just looked great. She just looked like, a, like you say, like a like a great 51-year-old. Yeah. I think she stopped doing all of the stuff that she was doing. Yes, and it and suits I, she, her. And she would probably admit to that at some point, I would say. Maybe not yet. But she's. you can see frown lines. You can see... Hummingbird, hummingbird lines. lines around her eyes. You can see um, what do, what do they smile lines? Yes, and yes. like her skin, the 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 texture of her skin wasn't looking as sort of sleek and flawless yes. as it has done. Yeah, she looked. Yeah, she looked good. Yeah, and but it was yeah, it was really nice to see, and she looked like she was having a good time. Yes, her voice was she was really relaxed, which yes. often she isn't on those shows. I thought. Yeah, and yeah, and you said 
to me that you weren't necessarily a big fan of her, but you liked it after. Yeah, I was. I mean, I you know, obviously I like Kylie, but I've always thought her. I could take or you know, she wasn't someone I'd go and see in concert necessarily, even yeah. though I know people who do religiously and love her. But when they, she's got a greatest hits album out because she's been in the business for thirty years, which mm. makes me feel ancient. Um, and when they you sort are, of, we are, we are. And then when um, they whipped through some of her greatest hits, I was like, "Oh, that's a great tune. That's a great tune." And she's really done some really good music. I probably would listen to her greatest hits album. Mm, there you go. Yeah. You know who else was on last night? Who oh. I want to talk about the endless delight of yes. this person. Who is it? Keanu Reeves. Oh, I just love him. He's our age. He's older than us. He's older than us. Not much older though. Yeah. I think he's, he's lived like a 53 life though. or something. He's had he's had some life, hasn't he's he? He's had some life. And but he's just he's like a lovely Californian kind of doofusy dude yeah. who has found his niche. And yeah, I haven't watched any of those films. Well, they're really you? bad. Well, they're bad, but they're great right. though, because they're so over the top ridiculous. Yes. John Wick um, films. John Wick, he's got a new yeah, one out, hasn't yeah. he? But he's just adorable. Just adorable. I think he's just I suppose because for us he's um you know, Bill and Ted, isn't yeah, he? He goes all yes. the way back to that yeah. when he was just the most handsome boy. Yeah. And now and then he's had this life with that tragic terrible tragedy and loss, hasn't he? Yeah. And it and You know what? When um River Phoenix died, yes. I wrote Keanu Reeves a letter. Oh, did he write say, back to you? Right. No. Was Keanu with him that no, night? No, but they were besties. They were besties. Yeah. So it's not, I mean, obviously it was River, but then he's had, he's had some personal loss yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely, the um, girlfriend and stuff. And the baby. So, yeah, um, yeah Keanu just totally does it for me. He I is amazing. I love him. We and I always here, will. My husband and I were sitting here last night and both of us were like... <laughs> Sighing and and ooing and ahhing about how much we love Keanu. It was a, it was very yeah, sweet, very yeah. sweet. Yeah. And remember, he was in Sydney, of course, wasn't he? he yeah, spent quite he a long made time. the Matrix. I remember yeah. going down to Bondi because he was living. Was he living in James Packer's house, or did I make that up? Mm, not sure. Yeah, I think he might have been. Yeah. So we, we used to go down there and go, "Hi, Keanu!" Like as we walked Aww. past. I never, I never saw him. Oh, you never saw no, him. Okay, I said hi, Keanu. What? There was a weird moment between him and Kylie. Did you notice that? Yes, I did. I feel like they probably had a big night out on yes. the town or something yes and, and maybe hit a shag uh, no, no i didn't get that i no. just thought maybe they they had a bit of a yeah a big one and yeah. maybe kylie didn't remember <laughs> <laughs> awkward <laughs> yeah i'd always remember you Keanu, just yeah. saying if you ever want to have a big night out yeah go for it <laughs> um okay what next well um you... crying all the time you wanted to bring that up yeah i did um because you know how when you go to the doctor and they write T-A-T-T and it means tired all the time? Right. Because you know that's a thing. No. Yeah. So but I am always tired. But... Yeah. So that basically is just shorthand people, doctors put on your record. In case they... you've got a thyroid issue or... No, it's just or... that everyone says it. Oh, right. Okay. So rather than diagnose you with something, they just do T-A-T-T, <laughs> right. tired all the time, hmm. which is basically everyone all the time. Um, but I'm not T-A-T-T, I'm C-A-T-T, Aww. crying all the time. Yeah. And I think it's a getting older thing. It's probably a bit hormonal. Um, but honestly, things just set me off. And I just... and we, um, Music, certain songs. I was in the lift the other day listening to something on my music machine. Well, you know, the phone. Um, <laughs> and, it's with a ghetto blaster. <laughs> and it just set me off. And what I was, was bored it? Of, oh, it's Fleetwood Mac. Oh. Because I read your oh. Daisy Jones and the mm. Six book, mm. which was great. Mm. It sent me down this whole Fleetwood Mac path. And it was um, Landslide, Fleetwood Mac, and I just was crying in the lift. And it's like, 
Oh dear. I can't yeah. go. I mean, is this going to carry on? Because it's no good, is it? <laughs> I mean, I don't mind a bit of a cry, but everything just seems to set me off. Not all the time. So it probably is hormonal. Yes. When did you last cry? This morning. <laughs> because? <laughs> just that I had to get up. No, because I was watching um, Eurovision and um, the Kate Miller Heike song just makes me cry. There's Why one note. There's just a note. I'm very partial to a minor chord in a song. <laughs> And if, if, I'm, if, I, if I get hit in the right way with a minor chord, wow. I'll just burst into tears. What is a minor chord? But, oh, I, can't, I don't know no. what it is in the musical terms. But but, so there's a, there's a note in her song which is very operatic and then it's hit with this other kind of sing-along-y moment that's just this emotional roller coaster right. for me. And straight away, I just burst into tears. Right. I also um, cry. I cried... Um, who died? Oh, Bob Hawke cried it when oh, he died. Yeah. I didn't even know him. No. I actually cried also. I was very lucky and saw Jimmy Barnes um, doing Studio Max last week. Mm. So there was a hundred of us in the studio um, and he did Flame Trees. Oh. Oh, And I was just, that was it. I was beside myself. It's not even his song, is it? Yes, it is. It was was Cold Chisel. He didn't write it. No. No. Hope he pays the royalties. I'm just joking. I love you, Jimmy. He was amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. He was amazing. He was amazing. So maybe it's something about music then that just Yeah, make, I think is music very is very powerful, but also I do believe that as you get older, that hormonally, yeah. you're just buggered. We're a wreck, aren't we? I can cry at anything. My husband will tell you I cry at the drop of a hat. Yeah. He says I've got leaky tear, like, tear ducts. <laughs> See if you can get that fixed. <laughs> Sounds nasty. <laughs> I don't know what you do about that. Mm. Um, and one last thing. Well, speaking of your husband saying things about you. Yeah. Should we talk about clothes your husband hates? Well, we can. Um, do we have to get there via another Well, we have round another route to get there, but let's go. That's fine. Let's go with that. So clothes my husband hates actually started... Well, I think it it was coined by Jo Elvin, wasn't it? Who used to be yeah. the editor of Glamour yeah. in the UK. She's Aussie but has been in London for a long time, and now she's the editor of You magazine. And she did this hashtag, clothes my husband hates, because she's very, very fashion. And she wears all these amazing clothes, and her husband hates them. Yeah. And says, you look like you're going to, you know, plumb in a new boiler or something. Yeah, or be a clown. Or, didn't realise the circus yeah. was in town. Except, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yes, we sort of, we've got a few of those, haven't we? But then we're going to talk about clothes we hate men wearing as well, <laughs> just to even Thanks, up the fair. score. So we had this in the pub the other night. These were the answers from the men. Yeah. Pale lipstick. Don't oh, know. It's not clothes. No. But yeah. Too much makeup. Oh, it's makeup. They don't like makeup, do they? No. Baggy clothes. Oh. Because they don't they like, you know To see, see the shape. They want to see the shape. <laughs> um basically harem hair and pants, oh, fishing no pants. No one likes hair and pants. I men. love them. Yeah. I mean I have sort of variations They're on man them. They're man repeller, which is the other person that's always talking right. about. Right. Timmy yeah. calls them clown pants <laughs> right. when I wear them. Yeah. Um, headbands. Oh. You know, remember you bought me that lovely headband with mm-hmm. the pom-poms mm-hmm. on? I'm not allowed to wear that out of the house. <laughs> and I love it. I love it so much. And then one time we were going to the races and I put it on and he was like, no, no. Um, also maxi dresses. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. You know what else men hate? What? Remember when everyone, and it's coming back in, when everyone's wearing dresses over trousers. Mm. Men hate know. it. They don't get it. I used well, to like that look. just need to... Pick their game up before they can start <laughs> well, complaining about come on. I mean, what a, you know, what about dad jeans? Well, dad jeans is my personal favourite. So yeah. I want to know whether George Clooney has always worn dad jeans or whether the dad jeans caught up to the Clooney. Because 
Like you see him now, it's like a country road jean that's just a tiny bit too short. Yeah. Cut Has straight. It got Has it got pleats? They might have pleats, but mm. that's very dad. That's yeah. almost granddad jean. Yeah, that's almost deliberately normcore though, isn't it? <laughs> yes. But like the sort of country road, old school kind of style jean. Yeah. Um, with then with a sensible black or brown shoe. Yes. Um, not a boot or a desert boot or a trainer or anything. Or if it is a trainer, it's like a terrible mountain climbing boot. Right. Like, why? why? And when does that happen, that someone who is relatively kind of cool throughout their youth suddenly... I mean, it's the eternal question, isn't it? It's like women wearing white pants all of a sudden or whatever. It's like, when does this transformation happen? When does it happen? I don't know. No. I sp- Safari is it, is pants. Is it hard for men, though, because... Like, we're bombarded with messages about trends and fashion, aren't we, as, as women? Like, it's all over our social feeds and we follow Instagram and we, you know, magazines mm. and and stuff. But men don't really get that, do they? So maybe they're just happily going along wearing their country road jeans and they keep their clothes forever as well, men, yeah, don't so they? Yeah, there's a lot of that going So maybe on. suddenly 10 years in, <laughs> they're, you know... Well, I don't think that they were ever cool, those jeans. No. But I, like... I but just... that whole Seinfeld look, I mean, it's very... Tr- normcore has yeah. been around a long time and people are still doing normcore. Yeah, but it's not normcore when George Clooney wears no. it. It's just, it's just bad. Is that just American, though? No, no. Mm. I mean, my dad used to have some terrible clothes. Oh, bless him. <laughs> But similarly, dad jeans. It's like when like he used to be a, a mod in the sixties. Yeah, you know, and he was relatively kind of cool when I was growing yeah. up in the seventies. Bit of a hippie, and then somewhere in the eighties, nineties, this became. I think it was Jag. I blamed Stuart Membry and Jag. I think that's what changed the menswear right. in Australia for the worse. Oh, okay. Mm, I'm put it out there. Put it out there. Yeah. Maybe we need to get some queer eye people sorting oh. out. The jeans. JVM, if you are listening to this, which I highly doubt, quite frankly, can you? We'll tag you in this, and you can help us. Help us out here. Um, Actually, no, it's not him who does the clothes. It's Van Tan. Van Tan. Dan. (laughs) Um, And now, lastly, Lisa. Yeah. What hurts now? Well, I mean, I don't have anything specific, but Mm. a listener. Maybe you do. (laughs) um, Or maybe I do. (laughs) A listener um, contacted me to say. Let's call her Rachel. <laughs> Is that her name? It's her name. Um, to say we should talk about hypochondria. Because yes. she reckons hypochondria gets worse as you get older. Oh. Um, and also the Googling, obviously. Oh, Dr. Google is mine. Yeah. It's probably like whenever I turn my computer you on, know, it's there. And it's that every time something's wrong with you, you automatically assume the worst, yeah. which I think is an age thing. Yeah. Um, she had a lump on her finger the other day, <laughs> and I'm laughing already. And um, she's a writer, so she convinced herself she had osteoarthritis, and she really went into a tailspin because she thought, you know, it's my living, I can't work if I can't write, blah, blah, blah. She went to the doctor and the doctor said, yeah, that's a mosquito bite. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. I think that's an extreme example. Um, but yeah, sometimes I, I don't, I'm not, I don't have hypochondria so much myself. I have it for other people. So I have Munchausen, that yeah. Munchausen? Yes. hypochondria by Munchausen. That's true. Um, I, like if somebody I know is unwell, I, I just assume the worst and think they're going to, you know, basically... Going to hospital or, yeah. have, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I know that feeling. Yeah. I do think that um, I have a bit of hypochondria, but what I have it because I Google, Dr. Google. So yeah. I'll just think nothing of it. Then I'll look it up and I'll yeah. plug my symptoms in and then it will say liver cancer or something. is, is, oh, is yeah. and, it, and then you just automatically go, 
I don't have all of the symptoms, but I have enough of them for me to worry. And, of course, it never is. I mean, you know, touch wood, it never is anything terrible. But, yes, I, I understand that. It is it is frightening, because especially if I've been in very good health for all of my life. Touch wood. Touch wood. Touch wood. Um, and so there is a limited, there must be a finite amount of time while that's still the case. You know, yes. Because the rules would suggest that at some point you're going to get something. Yes. And I guess that the longer you go on without the thing, <laughs> the easier it is to imagine that it's just around the corner and it's about to hit you on the head. Yes. And I think also probably by this stage, you've definitely had some loss. You've yes. lost some people. Yeah, you've lost people. Um, you've known people with some you've diseases known people. they've battled. Yes. And, and also you, you've got a sense of what you've got to lose. Yeah. So you, the, the fear, I feel like the fear, there's an underlying fear of what could possibly happen to you or yeah. your loved ones that yeah. is quite unsettling. It is unsettling. It yeah. is quite unsettling. It's true. I also feel like, do you ever think about like how you'd tell people if you were sick and stuff? Like no, I, I don't. I often think about Gosh. I'm quite mad, I think. Okay. It's, it's, it's really, good that you've got this, a plan. This podcast is really <laughs> illuminating. No, sometimes I think, what would I do if I had to tell people? And I no. kind of... I have well, you'd little... put it on Facebook, wouldn't you? <laughs> Rude. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> with that, <laughs> I think we'll leave it for today, right. and we will say goodbye. Goodbye, and uh, um, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening, Lisa. Thank you for making fun of me. All right, we will see you all next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>